Coming up today on the show, we're going to talk some Disney news, we're going to discuss The Mandalorian, and we're going to preview John's upcoming Walt Disney World trip. That's coming up next on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome everybody to episode 292 of Traveling with the Mouse. This is for Friday, November the 13th, 2020. My name is Adam, and I am joined today by John. Your cadaverous pallor betrays an aura of foreboding, almost as though you sense a disquieting metamorphosis. I got it. I know which one that one is. (laughs) That one is Small World. (laughs) Close. Very close. Just walk down the hill. Tangled bathrooms. Take a right. Tangled bathrooms. Yeah. Sure. And that voice you heard, of course, is Jason. So, you noticed we didn't have a show last week, right? Yes, um, I did. That's because we were under refurbishment. Uh, we yeah. Were trying to, we, were, we were being consulted by uh, the Imagineers. Um, the uh, Bob Chapik brought us in as special to uh-huh. figure out which IP overlay is going to go into the Hall of Presidents when they change out the animatronic to be Joe Biden. I'm thinking, right. you know, Stan Lee from, like, you know, Marvel Universe, he, he's sort of, you know, the gray hair, old dude. Maybe they could maybe they could go with that sort of vibe with the IP overlay, a whole Stan Lee thing. Or they just do the Hall of Marvel characters. <laughs> Yeah, Hall of Marvel characters. <laughs> Joe Biden starts his speech, and then in walks Captain America. The Hulk swings in. Crap, now they're going to do this, aren't they? Yeah. Well, they have enough uh, characters, they just change the animatronics out to, yeah, to sure all the Marvel Shaping characters. Wheels are turning for something. <laughs> if, he can, if he can find a way to fit IP into the Hall of Presidents. <laughs> sure. Maybe they'll have it ready for the 50th anniversary next year. Well, I hope that, you know, Joe Biden gives his speech recording faster than our current president did. Remember, he refused to do it for like a year, year and a half or something like that. I'm still going to keep my uh, streak alive of not going since uh, 1994. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. It's not the... Most exciting uh, attraction, that's for sure. All right, well, should we get into some news news? And then we have so much, right? Because we missed missed a week or two. I mean, what's Disney World even open? Yes, well, Walt Disney World's still open. (laughs) I believe Disneyland Paris is closed, and of course, Disneyland may never reopen again. (laughs) That's what it feels like. It'll be back. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, do you want to start with that story about the vaccine then? Since we're talking Ooh. about that, that's the only hope I think Disneyland has of opening again. Is the vaccine named uh, Luke? It's a new hope. You said the only hope. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I thought Obi-Wan Kenobi was the only hope. Oh, well, you know, that's right, Obi-Wan. Excuse me. It's, <laughs> it's called Obi-Wan. I just botched that up. Yeah. So what's the vaccine news? Well, a vaccine from Pfizer. They're the first to announce that their vaccine 
has proven to be over 90% effective at preventing COVID-19. And that was in their trial of, what, 43,000 people, I believe it was, something like that. That's good news. And as a result, the stocks for Disney went way up. That was the Disney tie-in to this story. But obviously it's good news once this finally gets to market, if it is that effective. Could help eventually put an end to the um, pandemic. Yeah, I think the the fun thing here is that Pfizer in particular, that vaccine requires two doses and a mm-hmm. lot of deep refrigeration. Yeah. So it's going to be difficult. It's not. It's going to be difficult to logistically. Yeah. Can't be yes. like put at your neighborhood Walgreens. Yes. Um, it has so, to be stored at like negative ninety degrees Fahrenheit, I believe. Right? Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. All- yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be very difficult to ramp that up. But the reason this is good news is that. You know, coronaviruses in general, there haven't been a great vaccine success in the past for the same reason there's not great vaccine success with flu and that you have to get one every year because things change so much. And so the flu vaccine is only like 60% effective or something like that. And so the the assumption was is that's about as the best we were ever going to get out of a COVID vaccine was 60% effective. And then the assumption was that only 50% of the people would even get it. So then how much would that actually help? But at 90% effective, that gives hope that the other vaccines will also be highly effective because there's probably nothing about Pfizer's secret sauce that's making it where they're going to be way more effective than anybody else. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, Pfizer is pretty stiff competition, so. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Gotcha. I, I'm, I'm following along. <laughs> But we're still, I mean, Uh, don't act like, I mean, I guess we shouldn't act like it's going to be on the street tomorrow. This just proves effectiveness. Then they have to prove safety. Right. And then they have to distribute it. Yes. And as we talked about, the logistics are pretty much a nightmare for this particular vaccine as far as being able to distribute it widely because it has to be kept at such a very low temperature. And then the, having to have two shots within 30 days, I think, of each other is also a pretty difficult thing to coordinate. So, And also, people like us are going to be the uh, back of the line as far as getting this vaccine. Obviously, the most vulnerable need to get it first. So we're talking, what, next summer probably? Early, the earliest? I think Fauci uh, said that he believes that vaccines will be widely available by April, is his latest guess. Okay. Um, Well, that's a good, better than what I uh, had thought. I mean, I I think the idea is there's not just going to be Pfizer, there's going to be others. Yeah. I I think, you know, my wife might get it sooner than later, but she's a healthcare worker. So she's a front line, so she would be first. They will also rise to the occasion. All right. (laughs) Why don't we move to another story before John comes up with any you more want any more puns? You don't like you yeah. don't appreciate them? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so under I'm so underappreciated in my time. Yeah. Has the stock by the way stayed high, that high? Has it stayed up uh, which after, one? <laughs> after the five has it stayed the Disney stock stayed up? Was it four oh. straight hours and then <laughs> Yeah. Did it I don't know. Disney's actually been doing pretty good this whole time. I mean, obviously they took a big jump recently, but 
I, right. I've been I've I have a piece of it and it's been it's been doing well this entire time I thought so mostly on the backs of Disney Plus lately but you know it's still been doing well right looks like November 9th was where it jumped 10% it has dipped down a little bit since then but not much so yeah but the people like putting stock in it they are selling now <laughs> because right. of that after that news so true so, well, next story. What's good next? news, but another story about, uh, speaking of Disneyland not opening, there is something else that's going to open out there, and that is the DVC Resort, the Grand Californian, will reopen December 6th. Obviously, they kind of have to because of the, the DVC nature of it. There's some sort um, of obligation, right? Yeah, so I'm, I'm curious how they're going to handle Grand Californian owners because technically grand californian owners could have been booking stays at alani or the disney world resorts yeah but i feel like that's not gonna fly with them because probably a lot of them don't live anywhere near those places right they bought bought grand californian because they wanted to go to grand californian so i'm wondering how they're going to handle all that those points for for those owners and it's only going to be DVC, right? You can only yeah. book through DVC. Right, exactly, yeah. The uh, non-DVC rooms will remain closed. And, of course, the other two Disneyland resorts are going to be closed because they don't have any DVC uh, rooms. So. so there's a lot of incentive to go there. Right. I mean, you can shop at Downtown Disney, and then you can shop, like, DCA. Uh, I mean, you'll be able to get pictures DCA. of the park, right? True. Because the yeah. Grand California has views. Right. Yeah, you can guess, see some of the park, the empty is park. Is that worth what you're going to end up having to spend, though? I mean, I, I mean, the folks that have DVC have already spent the money. Yeah, uh, if you got the true. points to burn, why not just go, I guess? I bet they'll have a tough time trying to sell them if they plan on doing that. Oh, sell the points? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're trying to sell your points, if you're trying to sell your contract, there is always somebody ready to buy Grand Californian. This is one of the reasons why they're building a new DVC hotel out there still, is that. The demand for DVC out there is very high because the only one is the Grand California. So far. Well, speaking of DVC, dues have been announced for 2021 and they've increased, a lot of them have increased quite significantly. Some Mm -hmm. not so much. I'll just list a few of them that were notable. The the biggest one was Vero Beach and that one was almost 11%, just shy of 11%. Uh, for next year, Vera Beach was already a high dues yeah. resort. I mean, it's on the ocean. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, but on the other side side of that, Elani was the smallest increase, and it was just point two seven. But isn't Elani already high too? Right. So okay, let's look at the highest dues. If you bought Vera Beach before nineteen ninety six, yeah, your twenty twenty dues were eight dollars, basically, and now they're going up to eight dollars and eighty five cents. Uh, the 2020 okay. dues for, if you bought it after 1996, yeah. your dues were $10.13 and it went up to $11.23 per point. Alani was $8.33 and only went up to $8.35. So Alani oh, okay. used to be the most expensive if you had, you know, the old Vera Beach. But now, old Vera Be- Beach is more expensive than Alani. Yeah. Oh, and Hilton Head is $9.97. So I guess that is the most expensive, sorry. Hilton Head wow. is the most expensive. So it's it's weird because the ones that are not at Disney World 
have the highest dues. And you're also giving up the ability to book anywhere at Disney World 10 months in advance. You have to get the, the scraps, the the dregs, if you will, of Disney right. World at seven months. Wow. I wonder how much property taxes plays into that as a factor. I just say so, that because Hawaii is the lowest of any state. I mean, property tax is part of it. I think the big reason that they're raising, they're saying they're raising dues is they're covering the $15 minimum wage that's going to go into effect in 2021 for all the cast members. And so that's what they've been saying. What I was most interested in is Riviera. This is the first yeah. Riviera increase. You know, that Riviera has only been around for a year. Right. So they had already set those dues fairly high because they had already baked in the cast member raise. When they re- and so it started off at an $8.30 due, uh, and it went up 0.9% to $8.38. If you're ever considering buying DVC, this is where your money disappears. The, mm-hmm. the paying for it up front, the, the cost of the points is negligible compared to this. Right. If it goes up 5% a year... Yeah, five percent interest rate. That's terrible. And these are due all at once, right? Yes. Yeah. They they do have to be paid by January fifteenth. They are going to have a new option this year that you can pay your annual dues automatically via a credit card. So just really encouraging people to act responsibly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just throw it on a credit card and don't worry about it. <laughs> wow. All right, so I just thought that was interesting because that was fairly significant from what I've heard in the past. I'm looking to see what is the cheapest dues now at Disney World proper. I think is Grand California, Grand Grand Floridian, I should say, is the cheapest dues on property. Wow. Interesting, because Saratoga Springs used to be the cheapest, like really cheap, and now it went up. Saratoga went up. Yeah, Saratoga is still available, isn't it? Saratoga is always available. There's always people (laughs) buying and selling Saratoga. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's available from Disney, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of Riviera, let's hop on the Skyliner and head over to Epcot for some Epcot news. (laughs) That's a good segue, right? Can we we spend a little bit more time on the Skyliner, please? No. I'm enjoying this. No. Yes. No Do we have time. a wrapped Skyliner, or is it, un- you know, I want an unwrapped one. You have Chewie and the Porgs. I think the uh, Skyliner is the ride I'm going to spend the most time on. Because <laughs> you're doing Caribbean Beach, right? Yes. Yeah. So you're just going to ride the Skyliner over and over again? Pretty much. Well, I'm sorry, guys. We haven't made it to Epcot yet. The Skyliner has uh, stopped. One second. <laughs> <laughs> right. Can you guys pass me that bag they have under the seat? <laughs> right. Pop the zip tie. Time to use the bag. All right. In Epcot, however, we got a little bit of a sneak peek of the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster uh, vehicles. Have you seen that picture they posted? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Yeah. It does look a lot like, remember many moons ago, we got that glimpse of the roller coaster train being tested over in Europe somewhere. And it was like, it looked very similar to this. And it was, the vehicles were all independently able to turn like 360 degrees on top of the actual train part. So this is going to be an interesting coaster. It looks like there's four, you know, room for four guests per 
train car, if that makes sense. So, and they look like they'll all move independently of one another. So, uh, they haven't put the plexiglass dividers in yet, though. <laughs> yeah, no, not yet. The Imagineers were wearing masks, though, when they took that picture. So, I think the plan is that by the time this is open, they won't won't need plexiglass. I guess that's the hope. So, yeah. That looks cool. What do you guys think about Guardians? Are you excited about this one? I this am, one? and I'm also excited about the fact that it's going to basically suck all the crowd over there. So yeah. the rest of Epcot will be pretty dead. Right. So what are the odds that they have a virtual queue for this ride when it opens? 100%. <laughs> well, if they start doing virtual queue the way they're rearranging i guess i guess they're learning from uh rise of the resistance if they learn from that experience and they make it even better by the time guardians is released it should be okay you know should be well that's the thing is that i guess now you can get a rise a rise boarding group not being in the park so in the future will the challenge entirely hinge on what boarding groups you can pull from your hotel room at seven o'clock in the morning and that's whether or not you get to run that day. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting indeed. That's still a good ways out before a challenge is even feasible to be completed though, right? I mean... I mean, they're selling park hoppers starting January 1st still. Hmm. I don't know how they plan to make that work, but they are selling... Like, I priced out a theoretical vacation not that long ago. I'm not going, but I priced it out just (laughs) because I wanted to see. And they were selling park hoppers all throughout January. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, in the, the back of the park, we have Ratatouille, which wanted to mention this rumor of the possibility of it opening in early 2021. Still very much a rumor, because what I was seeing in this story was that there's a job listing start date of 2021. It didn't say early 2021, from what I could tell. I don't know. What do you guys think? Any any meat to this uh, rumor that it might open early? I, I think that Next makes year. sense. I think they're going to want... I mean, if the, if they get a better sense of potential vaccine rollout timelines, I would not put it past them to try to time that hmm. such that this would be the the draw to get people to come back in. You know, be like, get your vaccine and come ride Ratatouille. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it, this looks like it's ready to go pretty soon. I mean, as we've said, we don't know what the status of the ride itself is, but it it can't be that far behind. How much you want to bet there's going to be a private party that gets to ride it before anybody else? They're going <laughs> to start renting out that space. <laughs> Would you rent it if they posted it I somewhere? I don't think I have that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Have a fairy tale wedding there in front just of the Reddit. I don't think fountain. it's going to be that great that it's going to be worth renting out just to ride that. <laughs> Probably right. not. So we'll see. I think it will be sooner than later next year. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Because it could have, it should have opened, you know, in the spring last year. Let's, so let's this year. I, postponed my cruise until september of next year right so um i'm thinking hopefully by september of next year before i go or after 
I go on the cruise, I'll be able to choose at least Epcot and do a couple of things. Maybe even Magic Kingdom to do Tron. We'll see. Yeah. Looks like Animal Kingdom's not going to have much anything come next year, though, right? It's... They'll be reopening Festival of the Lion King, maybe. Yeah. yeah but they're not going to have anything new, so they're going to be kind of, they're going to fall to the back once this, once 2021 starts. They'll have new animals. I, <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, they, they had their moment in the sun with Pandora, but I mean, they don't have anything upcoming. Maybe they'll start taking apart Primeval World and replacing it. <laughs> well, that's true. That could happen. <laughs> if another Avatar movie ever gets released, maybe they'll build another attraction for that. Yeah, I don't have a lot of hope. I don't have a lot of faith in a new <laughs> yeah. Avatar movie. I mean, they keep being I mean, delayed. I think at this point it's 2037 before the next one's coming out. But anyway, I put this one on the list because John shared it earlier about the Morocco yeah. Pavilion. The current Morocco Pavilion, they're, they're deep discounting the merchandise that is currently there in the marketplace area before Disney officially takes over, which we talked about a few weeks ago, that Disney's taking over the ownership of this pavilion. So does that mean all this merchandise is going to be replaced with Disney IP, IP stuff? <laughs> yeah. You mean Aladdin's going to move in? Yeah, Aladdin. This is going to be all Aladdin stuff. Pretty and- much. I mean, I'm assuming it'll be some IP, but I'm assuming that they, whenever they're taking over, they they need they have to get rid of this inventory, and they're not going to just keep sourcing the same stuff. So, yeah. I would hope they would still bring in artisan stuff because they the yeah. other pavilions don't just sell IP, right? So yet no, right? That's the thing. This is going to be the first, right? It Disney's will sell first. some IP, but not just IP. Disney's going to turn a profit. They're going to the first item they're going to put on is they're going to sell a lamp that if you rub it, Robin Williams comes out. And <laughs> okay, grants you three wishes. Uh, that would be how, how much will that cost? Because <laughs> I'd, I'd pay a lot for that because that would be interesting. <laughs> I'd love to see that. No, I mean, I, 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 I would be shocked if they don't do Aladdin-themed merchandise over here. I mean. Yeah, I mean, if it was closer to the when the movie came out, how what was that? Two, three years ago now, when the movie came out, two years ago was it? When did yeah, it come out? Did it know. do all that well? It did really well, yeah. It, it did. did. Well. Okay. Yeah. In theaters, yeah. But I mean, is it? Do they want to sell merchandise for that movie? I don't think they really had merchandise to sell for that movie, right? They could know. come up with something. I mean, I guess they could. I just, I don't, I don't see them filling up the whole marketplace with Aladdin merchandise. But I don't know. But it is interesting. It is. There will be some Aladdin merchandise, just some. Hopefully, it is Chapik. Maybe they'll put a Ray Ban store in there too, or uh, Ray Ban. What else? What else? The the uh, Pandora jewelry store will be in there and all that. Is Pandora still a thing? Mm Mm-hmm. Apparently. Okay. I just haven't heard the name in a while. Well, that, yeah. All right. Well, let's continue moving the news along to the Muppets have returned to the Magic Kingdom at Liberty Square for what appears to be a photo op. Yeah. Do they, they don't really say anything. <laughs> Are they just posing in different ways? Or you just stand there and take your picture in front of them. I mean, this is a clever way to do a socially distanced picture. Photo op. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But at least the Muppets are there again? I mean, 
Well, in this one picture, the people taking the pictures aren't really social distancing, but you know. Right. <laughs> Maybe they're the a group. people that are at the theme parks right now are not very socially distanced at all because I think people just don't care anymore. And they just go. Yeah. I'm glad you've already had it, John, because you've got some potential immunity because I'm assuming it's going to probably be even worse than when I was there as far as the distancing. It does hold the potential for that. However, if it's true about the 90 days, I'm actually just outside of it now. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. We'll oh see. My. Yeah. We shall see. Cuz August the 5th was the day that we got that we tested positive. So Right. Hmm. Wow, it's been that long. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out when you yeah, go. Yeah. Well, I hope we don't find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll <laughs> find out if you get it or not again. Well, I Hopefully I was telling you, you earlier the I've heard that of the people that supposedly got it a second time, it wasn't so bad, so I don't know. Hopefully yeah. that doesn't yeah. come. Hopefully I, d- I don't really want to find that out though. I mean, yeah, listen, that's not my out. goal. <laughs> no, no, I'm not a guinea pig. So no. All right, let's do the construction updates before we move on to the next segment. So the 50th anniversary construction projects are well underway, and that includes the Disney World entrance archways. I, you know, I like the way the new one looks. I gotta say, it's not they're they're still updating it as as we speak, but I kind of like the way it looks. The deeper blue and the sort of gold and I guess gray, if you want to call it that, versus the old sort of purple and like reddish gold, different. It's just time for a colors. Change. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I remember. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I remember it being that way for when I was a kid. So it's the fact that they're changing it. I think it it stands out more now. So I like it. Well, as a kid, I mean, I was like, they didn't really have a good sign. They didn't even have one for the longest time. Uh, I meant when I was a kid, <laughs> not well, when you were. A how, kid. how much of a kid are we talking about? Like what age? I I don't know. Like I remember this signage when in the nineties, the like the early to mid nineties. I remember. Yeah, I don't think it was exactly the same. I have to go back and look at the proof. It might have been similar. Yeah. I could be mistaken well, on the year, but I remember it. The one they're showing the picture of in this article, where it's half blue and half yellow, I guess is mm-hmm. where where it kind of gets up there. That one's actually coming from the Western Way side. I can tell yep. that much. Right. That one is definitely newer than the other one. <laughs> Yeah, because Western Way's only been there about ten years, if maybe maybe a little longer than that. Yeah, I'm talking about the main one. Yeah, the World Drive one, but but yeah, I mean they all look the same. I I like it. the The new Magic Kingdom Toll Plaza one looks good too. It stands out a little bit more. So, and I must admit, during cool. that time period, based on the way that I would be coming and where I was staying, I've actually gone the Western Way way. Just too many most, ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More often than World Drive <laughs> lately. Yeah, I, I always enter the property via Western Way when I'm driving down. Yeah, it depends on where I'm staying, but most of the time it's Western Way. But sometimes it's the Epcot or the Disney Springs I mean, resorts. yeah, if I'm staying at a Disney Springs resort, um, I don't come yeah. in. But yeah, 
when I'm coming in to stay at the beautiful Grandestino Tower, of course, I'm coming in Western. Yeah. Right. Yeah, typically the World Drive one is not the most common anymore. It used to be when we were kids, but not anymore. Well, when I was staying at Polly, I actually came in from the back, like behind the Magic Kingdom the last time. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean. I've come in that way before, yeah. Yeah. Contemporary, I can too. See, see the monorail uh, station, like the... Right. What do you call monorail it? Monorail shop, whatever. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> what storage it? barn, Nobody whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah, but if I was... Let's see, when I stayed at Yacht Club or Boardwalk or Destino... Yeah. Corn- or just Coronado Springs, back before there was a Destino. It was always right. Western Way. Of course, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's the closest. So, also, the other another construction update to to talk about was the pathway between Grand Floridian and the Magic Kingdom. Looks like the bridge is up and ready to go. They have the little gates there for when the bridge is swung open. If it's that close to completion, maybe it'll be operational line there. I'll actually get to check it out. Yeah, it doesn't list an official opening date yet, but it is very close to being done, I would say, within maybe by the beginning of next year for sure. It'll be... I mean, it looks pretty much complete. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, we I spent a lot of time there. talking about this particular construction that <laughs> I don't think a lot of people are going to use. Yeah, that's true. No, right. a lot. Although, with should the we mention, being down? <laughs> yeah, well, well, it's not down. Well, okay, it's not stopping at Polly, right? Right. Should we throw the challenge discussion in, in here? Is this a viable option for challenge runs? I mean, I guess it? if you can't get the wave, you can... <laughs> you could get Grand Floridian Cafe. <laughs> or 1900 Park Fair. <laughs> when you park for dining at the Grand Floridian, they always ask you to park at the Wedding Pavilion. So you'd have to sprint past the front desk area. To, I, would, uh, I would just book Victorian Alberts and then blow it off and, <laughs> and just eat there. No, no, no! Don't eat at Victorian Alberts. Book it. And then, oh, okay. Then change. That's, that's, just, that's the, yeah. Just eat that uh, fee. That who knows what they charge you for walking out on that one. I wonder what the time difference is between, like, say, I don't know, booking a dinner at Polly and then taking the ferry over from there because that ferry is just one way right if it's there i guess timing wise mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess it, i guess it would require perfect timing for that one to work yeah no there's never going to be a better choice than <laughs> riding the wave. the wave that's it, true i mean it's it's the way walk closer, is still closer but... yeah no matter what yeah until they build the skyliner out to, to skyliner to go that way <laughs> yeah right they won't do that right yeah, even with a skyliner you'd be stuck there for for quite a while. That'd be quite a ride to go from Caribbean Beach to uh, Magic Kingdom, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be quite the journey. Speaking of Skyliner, what do you want convenient access to? Do you want convenient access to two parks or to one? I mean, yeah. just saying. <laughs> convenient yeah. access whenever you can't get on it at Polly right now. And did you see the video of the green monorail this week? Again, with the doors not closing. You just start closing. Yeah, and that one has been refurbished recently. I know. So, there you have it. All right, well, the last news story I had for this particular week gets into Star Wars, so this leads into our Star Wars Star discussion. 
Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. Have you heard of it? Nothing but Star Wars. There's a new book out called Star Wars Archives, Episodes 1 through 3, The Prequels, where there's an, an excerpt from that talks about George Lucas's plan for the sequel trilogy was going to have Darth Maul as the main villain. As we know, he survived being chopped in half yeah. and shows up in Clone Wars and Solo. Yeah, very briefly. In there. Very briefly, but he's in there. And so Leia was also going to be revealed to be the chosen one from you know the one that will bring balance to the force what do you guys think of what george had in mind i mean it's hard to parse if it would be good i mean what we have is bad so (laughs) this is better i mean they're trading one person that fell down a long shoot to their supposed death for another (laughs) for another one good point but i think it's better than palpatine um, and that dumb twist. I, I still can't get over the fact that... Did you know one of the reasons that I've read that they had to... They brought back Kylo Ren's helmet for the last movie? Yeah, why? Is because, because they filmed scenes where they didn't even know what his dialogue was going to be. Oh, okay. So they just they, added it later. They had to put the dialogue back in. And so he was wearing the helmet because, yeah. <laughs> Easier I mean, to dub. I mean, it's 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 embarrassing what they did. On uh, yeah. I had a I had a conversation with a, a friend of mine the other day. Uh, I never talked about uh, Rise of Skywalker, and it's his opinion that Rise of Skywalker is his least favorite movie of all time. Uh, of all time, said, he, of all time, he said it's not the worst movie he's ever seen, but it is it is the the biggest travesty of a movie of all time for what it has done. Like, just how much of a mess it was and how unthought out it was and how much it ruined things. It's even wow. worse than Gili. This, this or, idea. I mean, oh. the idea of he was going to be seen with Darth Talon. Leia was going to be Supreme Chancellor. Luke would have rebuilt mm-hmm. the Jedi. I mean, it right. seems more in brand. It seems more like a Star Wars movie. Right. Yeah, it's like the more you hear about what George Lucas would have done, the less it sounds bad. Like, the prequels don't sound, seem so bad anymore either. <laughs> I don't know. There's some really bad stuff about the prequels, but the storyline itself is actually pretty good. It's just the acting and the writing that he did was not great as far as the dialogue and things like that it was at least consistent it had one single man's vision right and the 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 sequels had the vision of i don't know yeah too many cooks in the kitchen see what it was is like star wars fans had gotten to the point where they're like there's no way it could be any worse than the prequels and then disney was like hold my beer and uh (laughs) so yeah when right when that was all said and done I, sure. I got to be honest, at least the prequels are talked about. Uh, people don't really give a whole lot of buzz to the, I mean, the buzz for The Last Jedi, especially. I mean, not The Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, what was the last movie again? <laughs> Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. I had to think about it. Right. Rise of Skywalker, like the buzz on it like died down like almost immediately. <laughs> it didn't last yeah, long at all. That's true. One way or the other. 
Force Awakens is still good, I would say. It had more hype, or it lasted longer, I guess. But Last Jedi kind of killed it. <laughs> you can't blame Force Awakens, because Force Awakens started the story. The problem was is there yeah. was no plan after the story right. was started. Yeah. And, I mean, this is this is the perennial J.J. Abrams problem, right? He starts a yeah, it's convoluted and story. And then just leaves it. And then he has no plan on how to finish it. Right. So yeah. when it comes time to finish it, he buttons it up in the most convoluted and dumbest way possible. So He, he yeah. says he's answering all the questions, and then he just, like, truthfully leaves more questions. He doesn't. He doesn't answer all the questions. <laughs> what does that sound? Well, he like? is answering all the yeah. questions. The question Lost. is, did you have a plan? And the answer is no. Hmm. I was gonna say so he answered all the questions. I remember being promised that we're gonna wrap everything up whenever Lost was over with, and then yeah, I was exactly. like, <laughs> that was far from the truth. Yeah, we all ended up being lost. <laughs> yes, exactly. Ah, I was like, maybe that was the point. I was like, they didn't even answer. I mean, they answered some things. Don't get me wrong; they answered a lot, but I mean, there were yeah. some pretty big ones that they didn't. <laughs> <coughs> right. Like they never really answered the whole smoke monster and the powder or whatever thing. You know what I'm talking about? They never really, they never yes. really answered that. So yeah, no. That was ten years ago. So we're, <laughs> we're yeah. Fine. Well, speaking of good Star Wars. The uh, Mandalorian has been back for two weeks, and since we haven't been back, we haven't had a chance to discuss it. What do we um, think of the first two episodes of Mandalorian Season 2? Spoiler alerts. Yes, I guess we should say spoiler. Or should we try to keep it spoiler-free? I mean, no. I don't really know how you talk about it without spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Let's say spoiler alert, then. Yeah. In case you haven't seen it. Which... Well, I mean, if you haven't watched it, and by the time you hear this, I mean, what's wrong with you, first of all? Yeah, um, exactly. If and... you're listening to this podcast instead of watching The Mandalorian... Just... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> True. But at least, what, episode three will be out by the time you're listening to this anyway, so... Right. So we, we will haven't seen that it episode. You know, I realize yeah. that The Mandalorian is like Star Wars meets like the Clint Eastwood spaghetti westerns. It's like a combination. Yeah. That's yeah. What I mean, it's is. definitely a western element to it. Yeah. Big time. Even the theme song. It yeah. It reminds me of Good, the Bad, and Ugly. It does, yeah. Do you think this is all we're going to see of Timothy Oliphant? Is, uh, mm, he'll probably be back. Yeah. I don't know. Are we going to see Carl Weathers again? <laughs> I think he's got a stew going. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll definitely see him too. It's just... I think it was funny that the the way season one ended and two episodes in, we see almost nothing from that. <laughs> like it's Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they got to make yet. it, they got to drag it out a little bit so they can't yeah. answer everything the next week. I mean, right. You know, it's like, it's like shows used to do. Like they would have something that left you hanging and then they would have an episode that feels like a filler, but it was still pretty good. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's an old formula, we'll, but it's a good formula. It was it's one that works. All right. Do you think we'll see Boba Fett again? Oh yes, I think that was an awesome way to bring it in. Yeah. What I mean the so point spoiler. I brought up. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert! Right. <laughs> the point I yeah, brought up was when they brought up the Sarlacc monster and the fact that you know they, he said I never he had never seen a empty Sarlacc pit. He said if you did, if you killed the Sarlacc, right? So right. This is not long after Jedi is the time period. So if someone killed the Sarlacc monster, it's very 
feasible that Boba Fett makes it out alive. Yeah. But damaged, like we saw. Right. Yeah. I, I do. Much older. Right. Yes, right, much yeah. older. Well. I would like to know, hopefully we'll find out, like, maybe in a flashback, like, what happened as far as how did he get out and what happened, how did he lose his armor and all this kind of thing, what, that would be interesting yeah. backstory. I was ho- hopefully we'll get to know what happened but, there. But You know, of all the ways to bring him out, the way they're doing it is feasible. Just saying, since we already know from Jedi, Return of the Jedi, that is. Yes. <laughs> um, that the 3PO makes the statement that the Sarlacc monster has a slow digestive system over a thousand years. Well, it's only yeah. been, what, <laughs> A year or two, few. I guess, yeah. maybe, since Jedi. Right. Or maybe even months, who knows, since since Jedi at yeah. this point. Um, yeah, it was after too Jedi. long. Yeah. So right. This is a perfect way, if you want to keep him alive and bring him back to do it. And we also know that in Star Wars, no good villain ever dies at all. So, right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're going to find out that Boba Fett is actually Palpatine's... <laughs> right. Nephew. Huh? Except for Vader. Yeah. Vader's like the best right. villain, but he still is dead. They don't bring him back. Mm, they could find a way if they, they wanted to. They only bring him back in flashbacks, like Rogue One, which was like right. really awesome, though. But still, he's literally the only villain they haven't brought back, though, which is interesting. That was like one of the most awesome, like I don't know, three minutes or whatever of any Star Wars film. Really, is the end of Rogue One. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Yeah, the last. <laughs> yeah. However long it is. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. It's not very long. It's literally the last minute or two. Yeah. But it's still awesome. I I love when they go back to Tatooine because we know Tatooine well, obviously, from the original Star Wars movies, two of the three anyway. I love the little hidden gems that they throw in for the fan service. Yeah. The cantina or the pod racer engine connected to the... That was Ron right? Yeah. You know what's good about The Mandalorian, though? It's not just fan service. Mm-hmm. It actually fits. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's not like Force Awakens or any of those where they just threw it in there just right. for the heck of it. I mean, it actually fits into the story, how they're doing it. Yeah. So it, it's even better in that sense. <laughs> right. And they don't outright talk about the things that they're showing you. They just they put it in there like it's just part of it. They don't like have a special moment where they right. highlight this thing that they're trying to show you. It's, you know, they just, hey, it's a pod racing engine. You like, can decide if it's Anakin's or not. I mean, I know the Millennium Falcon is an iconic ship, but it doesn't really make sense for them to bring it back 20 years later. I got to be honest. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm just saying. When, like they did in Force yeah, I mean, yeah. Anyway. You gotta do what you gotta do. It's got to be in there. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't saying that it shouldn't be, but I mean, it, it's realistically, does it make sense that it be involved? Not really, <laughs> unless Han had it. So, what did you guys think of episode two? Then, did you have eggs for breakfast? <laughs> that was yeah. I think they they portrayed Baby Yoda in a little light, a different light. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm like, are you guys trying to get people to hate Baby Yoda? He's yeah, too like cute. Killing that, killing that frog species. Right. Which, by the way, that frog mother is just like... 
Annoying. Well, I'm just yeah. going to leave the safety of this ship and go bathe in a hot spring in a random planet. The whole yeah. the whole survival of my species hinges on this. But, you know, best, let me yeah. just wander off. That's right. the best episode. Let me just truthfully. throw these eggs in there, yeah. I feel like this happened in season one as well to his ship. Like it all, it gets like halfway destroyed and he has to build it back. Like it's kind of rehashing a little bit of the similar storyline of, all right, how much damage can his ship take? Then he's going to build it back together again and limp to another planet. We'll see how this works out in the, in episode three. This definitely felt like a filler episode. <laughs> let's let's fill, fill some space here between storylines, I guess. You know, the real question is, are they going to carry Baby Yoda all the way to however long this episode, this series is going to go? Or is it going to yeah. like be completed at some point and they're going to move on to something else? You know? Right. Yeah, I'm hoping that in a way they do move on because it's getting a little like okay how much can you do with baby yoda every actually, episode is like an adventure of, i actually hate calling it baby yoda because it can't be baby right, yoda. it's the child of course yes the child but every episode the child is almost killed or in some sort of danger or gets into trouble and it's like okay yeah it saves like, him and he's like the robin to Mandalorian's <laughs> yeah. Batman, pretty much. Sure. You guys right. just can't appreciate a good thing. We just talked about the sequels, the the the, the new, true. and how bad those are. Yeah, just appreciate. Just the appreciate what we got. Hey, look, hey, I'm, it's still brilliant. Mandalorian is still brilliant. Yeah, it's still way better than anything they've done since, say, Can I don't know, two thousand five. Yeah. So the X-wing fighters. Yeah, mm-hmm. those guys are a holes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're used to always being on the fans. We're like, oh, X Wings, these guys are good guys. And then they're like, right. mm. Yeah, it's almost like they're trying to show a different light that, you know. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I think the point that's trying to be made there is that even the good guys, once they're in power, can be, yeah. they can go to their head, so to speak. Or can be, they can you be either. Close. Live long enough to become the villain, or you die a hero. I got well, that backwards. But. In this, in this sense, the villain is kind of becoming the. It's like the the anti-hero, I guess, with the Mandalorian. Right. right. But when do we get dark sabers? I want to see the dark saber. Well, see, here's the thing. They teased it at the end of last season, and it's like the first two episodes. They don't. They don't yeah, nothing, cover it. No. <laughs> nothing. Right. I mean, Gus from. Uh, Breaking Bad is not showing up again. Yeah. I mean, he has run, he does have to run a chicken restaurant. That's <laughs> true. So. Yeah. <laughs> Los Pollos Hermanos right. is still in business. <laughs> so I'm sure they will get to that, though. They're just going to take their time over the next five or six episodes. Yeah. So, anyway. I cannot guess that maybe there will be some culmination with him and Boba Fett and Timothy yeah. Oliphant and... Although I will say, according to IMDb, Timothy Oliphant is only one episode, so I was going to say they're going to see how many back. cameos they can put in this season as well, right? I mean, they've been doing lots of cameos. Yeah. Who's the next one? Well, was who was cameoing this week? Did we, I guess I didn't pay attention. I didn't notice. Somebody had to be. Maybe it was the frog lady. Was it one of the spiders? <laughs> yeah. Those weird spider creatures. I was going to say at that point they actually did go a little bit Harry Potter on the on the whole thing, didn't they? 
just a little bit. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, from the first episode, I did like I did pay attention at the end when they said John Leguizamo. I knew he was the the gangster guy or whatever at the beginning. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I had to watch it again to realize it. Yeah, you can tell I didn't more. Catch it the first His time. voice is very well disguised, so it's hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I didn't catch it the first time. Yeah. Next week, maybe we'll talk about episode three, depending on how how it is. Of which show? The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. So we have a few minutes left here to talk about John's upcoming trip. And he, let's see, I guess we'll have another opportunity next week. Maybe anything you want to fill us in about your plans coming up on your Walt Disney World trip. Well, I mean, you know, it's what, as of we're recording this, it's roughly 10 days out. Mm -hmm. It's a little different planning for a trip, you know, this in this era, I guess, or in this year in these times. The COVID era. You don't really have to pay attention as much to stuff and change stuff as much. You pretty much go on, you make a reservation. Dining-wise, there's just, you know, your options are more limited somewhat as far as Mm -hmm. what's open. So, I mean, that you're not checking on that often. I'm not too concerned about the dining part anyway uh, for this time around. So I'll just take what I can find. Uh, I'm not even going to plan far ahead as far as dining goes. I'm just going to, whenever we decide, you know, we're going to eat, I'm going to look to see what's available and try to go from there. Probably not going to spend too much dining wise anyway. It's going to be more of a relaxed style of a trip. Uh, I think probably not as much park time. I think the plan is to pick a few things that we want to do and make sure we do those. And that's pretty much it. Other than that, it's going to be checking out the Christmas decorations, stuff like that. You know, maybe you use time for that, you know, cause it should be in pretty much as full force as it's going to be by then. Mm-hmm. You're going to watch the cavalcades, the cavalcades. I've seen that there are some interesting ones there. I think some of the girls yeah. would like, uh, like the princess Christmas cavalcade right. or whatever at magic kingdom, which, those things are coming by, it seems like, pretty often nowadays. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. every, like, 20 minutes or something, it seems like. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the whole Christmas parade spread out over yeah, over a couple hours. So that would be pretty cool. I actually like the cavalcade idea. I, I agree with Jason, like, what he said on that. I like the cavalcade idea that they should keep that permanent and just do away with parades. <laughs> they should really just keep that. They as, won't, though. Uh, they should. It seems to be successful, I think. And not only that, you think about it, it actually helps draw crowds to a point, you know, and helps keep helps spread things out. Yeah, but the par- the parades keep people sitting for longer, and I yeah. guess that's Off why of they rides. do it. Off of rides for longer. Yeah. Well, see, it spreads people out over the park. Why is that a bad thing? You know what I mean? They just don't want people standing in line everywhere. Right. It's a short-term I mean, thing. I think they should do the parades, but only the night ones, like the ones at the. Uh, they don't have the now parties. at all. I haven't had in a while. Yeah, bring <laughs> back Spectrum Magic. Do the party parades and bring back other night parades. Dance and parties then during the day. Run the cavalcades. <laughs> it's great. That's an interesting idea. You want dance parties, Jason? So we were talking about this as an idea going forward because we really enjoyed spending a lot of resort time on our trip. Mm-hmm. How much different do you think the price would be if you book a, a deluxe hotel like, you know, Yacht Club 
and you spend the day at the pool and you don't get park tickets. You just get party tickets. So you oh. go to after hours and party events only. Right. Well, there's only so many that have party events. Isn't it just Magic Kingdom? Is it I mean, you else? have you have Animal Kingdom after hours. Oh, right. After you're saying after hours. You're including right. those. Okay. The only one is is Epcot. I don't think that you could do. So you'd have to get one. But you could always buy an, an after four or something. Yeah, I was going to say they used to have like that. that. I guess yeah. they still will. Right. Yeah, it's an interesting idea to do to do it that way. Because you could still probably ride just about everything. Yeah. Doing the the paid events, and it costs about the same as a day pass, and you could spend the whole day at your resort pool, hanging out at your resort when everybody else is at the park. I don't know. Just an idea for a possible yeah. trip you could do in the future. Well, let's you see. wouldn't be able to do rise. Last, last October, I went to the Halloween party the very first day that I got there, right? Right. So mm-hmm. I did that before I went to my training the next day. So there I was able to do, what did I do? I did space, I know. I did thunder. I did. I mean, I did all the big rides for sure. So um, I would say, yeah, it's a party ticket alone would be a pretty good option. If you get there as early as you can. Right. You get there the moment they let you in. Anyways, just an idea. Yeah. I know that's not an option for your, your next week trip because there are no, no parties. There's no extras. There's nothing. No. Did you get a VIP tour? No, I did not. No, I didn't do anything. <laughs> okay. I am only going to go to yeah. three parks, though, which we did choose. I have reservations currently for um, Saturday is Epcot, Sunday is Magic Kingdom, and Monday is uh, Studios. Right. So those. Are I'm going to be the only person... In our group that went to Animal Kingdom this year, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I actually, I sad. mean, I really enjoy, obviously Everest and going to Pandora in particular. But when I did the three, if I had to leave one out, that's the one I had to leave out this time around, just because mainly Studios has the new stuff that I haven't done, and. You know, Epcot and Magic Kingdom, I just can't leave them out. I mean, there's no such thing as a Disney trip without those two, in my opinion. So, I think you've you've made a decent choice. I would say if I was to go back, though, during COVID, I would leave out Magic Kingdom. But that's because Ooh. I just, it's scared experience. me. Yeah. 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 So, I liked, we went to Animal Kingdom two days in a row because they have really good rides and we could space out better, I felt, there. Well, I, th- I feel so. like with Magic Kingdom, our main objective, obviously well, we want to see... Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Obviously we want to see part the Christmas decorations as main objective. The stuff for the girls, more or less, that they would enjoy. So I don't really have a ton of goals as far as Magic Kingdom goes. As long as they have a pretty good time and get to do a couple of things before we leave, I'm good with it. Yeah. Yeah, if you, if you go with that expectation, you'll do better in... COVID and, and hit the ropes, uh, like a rope and a nighttime is better, of course. I mean, I just, they seem like they're trying to increase capacity on the rides. And I'm like, when are they going to bring back fast pass? We didn't really talk about this in the show, right? But they're putting up more plexiglass on rides so that they can stack people in yeah, more instead of leaving all this space. Yeah. Um, right. And one thing I'm concerned about with my party is my two-year-old i don't know how well she'll keep a mask on but hopefully it won't be too strict on a two-year-old i don't know <laughs> we'll see how well she does 
I know they're getting more strict because they're putting up more and more signs and, and cracking down, especially the people that take pictures not wearing a mask. Um, <laughs> right. Like, just wear your mask in your picture. You're at Disney World during a pandemic. You're going to have a mask on in your picture. That'll be part of your memories. Why are we wearing a mask? Oh, that's right. COVID. Yeah. Right. And, and two, I think a reason why I say we're not going to do a ton of park time is because we want to take the opportunity to go check out decorations and stuff at the different resorts. Right. That's always good. So there's that. But like I said, Magic Kingdom, I don't really have a ton of goals other than I do. I would like to do Jingle Cruise since it's available. I've never done it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was kind of a surprise they put Jingle Cruise out, right? Yeah. yeah. It's always fun. So that's a good yeah. change. So I think a lot of people thought because of the cuts they weren't going to do Jingle Cruise this year. Yeah, well, they, they put it available, so I've never done it, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. Speaking of cuts, I I did see that story about Toy Story Land did not get its Christmas overlay this year, so that's one of the cuts. Interesting. And Batu didn't get a Christmas. They don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's to yeah. be expected. Obviously, main objectives at Epcot, I guess, with the girls is we got to make sure we do Frozen. Other than that, I don't have. I'm going to do Spaceship Earth. I don't really have a ton of expectations as far as rides at Epcot. We're just going to kind of enjoy and probably try to spend more time in World Showcase overall. Yeah. Food and wine, man. Yeah. Well, it's I guess it's still going to be going, right? I, get, I mean, uh-huh. from here, it's pretty much just food and wine oh. with a different name from here on out anyway. Actually, um, when does it end? <laughs> I can't remember. I don't, it's usually That's over by then. It's usually over by that, by that time. I know they were stretching it out, but... Yeah. Festival of the Holidays... Starts November twenty seventh. Is this right? Oh, so is Food and Wine going to go until then? So if that's the case, it'll still be going. Yeah, it starts November twenty seventh. So there you go. So yeah, Food and Wine is still there. Yeah, but yeah, the ride I think I plan on riding the most is the Skyliner. So there you go. It's probably what's yeah. Up food and Wine ends on the twenty second. Yeah. Okay, so the day I go to Epcot's the last day that I'll have an opportunity. So it worked out. Uh, so there you have it you'll at least have some the 21st is the Epcot day so there you go yeah so I feel like what I'm going to do is I'm going to narrow down and say well I say there's like three I'm going to try to narrow it down to three rides in particular that I want to have as a goal right at each park it's like if we make sure we do these everything else is gravy okay Mm -hmm. that's the way I'm going to approach it I haven't decided which three for most of them are obviously the main two at uh, Hollywood Studios is going to be Rise and Runaway Railway. Um, after that, I'm not really sure what I would put as a high objective, especially given that I have younger kids. I might try to convince Maddie to get on uh, Slink Dog and see if she'll do it. I don't know if she will. but If you're going to do Slinky Dog, you're going to get their rope. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, How, that's so, the only park yeah. I really plan on roping. <laughs> How are you going to rope from Caribbean Beach? You're just going to drive over, I guess, because... Uh, I don't know what time you can't is take that bridge that open? Jason took. Does the Skyliner not open uh, early? It may not be I open mean, that if early. If you wait till the if you wait till the Skyliner opens, you will not be at the front of the, at line. the front of the line. You will be you will be fairly far back at the rope. Then again, if Slink, I mean, you'll be there when they yeah. start roping. But yeah. then again, if Slinky Dog is just an objective, I may not care how long I have to wait. I don't know. It depends on how long the line is. Yeah, but. You want it to not be in the 
plaza where the dance party is. Right. That's where it typically gets to when it's like 90 plus minutes. Gotcha. What's it been running lately? I haven't even noticed. I haven't paid attention. I haven't been paying attention. I haven't either. <laughs> I've, I've been, I've avoided the, my Disney experience setup because if I start digging in there, I start wishing I could go to Disney World. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, and I get a little sad about that. I feel like, is there a height limit on uh, Smuggler's Run? I don't remember. There yes. is. 38 38 i thought yeah 38 so that's something i think maddie might would do and not be too have too much of a problem with you know i don't think Libby yeah, will be probably, she might like it yeah yeah I feel like there's a would. few parts where it might get a little spooky but otherwise it's pretty simple and it might be pretty cool. My my son asked me today, by the way, about Smuggler's Run. Is there any way that you can do so badly that you just fully crash the Falcon? <laughs> not like, nah, really. Just, not that I know. Just sit there and he's watch. Like, it. And so then he was like, he, "It's like no, it, there's no way." He's like, "Well, then why are there engineers?" Uh. And hmm. I was like, "Well, I was like, well, if the engineers don't do a good enough job, the the robots will, the drones will." We'll, we'll fix it for you. Right. Like, oh, so you don't have to press the buttons? No, like, not really. Like, he's really in. He's really figuring He's it out. really trying to work through, like, why are we have all this? Do we have to touch the buttons on the run? And this just came up today out of nowhere. Hey, the buttons That's do fine. more than they he's do. He's been it. thinking about it for a while. Yeah. I was like, the buttons <laughs> are more effective than the ones in Mission Space. I mean, come on. At least there's that. <laughs> all right. Well. Should we wrap this up here and we will uh, have more preview next week and I guess we'll have a trip report after that, but it'll probably be after Thanksgiving by the time Yeah, it will, by the time yeah. we get to it. Oh yeah, because I'll be back the well at least by the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is when I'll be back. Yeah. So Yeah, so we may not have a chance to uh chance to put out an episode until after thanksgiving so perhaps so well, i'll be around i'm not going anywhere yeah <laughs> me either we are we are holing up yeah we're not gonna go see the family or anything cases are on the rise yeah and it's not uh, looking this good. is this isn't the time to go spreading it around i'm, I'm very concerned with the trajectory and yeah um, I was going to say, with, it's not looking good. with your son figuring that out about smugglers running and asking those questions, have you shown him Raiders of the Lost Ark by chance yet? Uh, no, he hasn't seen that yet. See if he figures out whether that Indy is like irrelevant to the plot. <laughs> to what, how it Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that? That's that old the Big Bang Theory. Uh, but it's true. Eh, okay, let's... That's a, another topic for another show. We <laughs> another should, topic for another we'll show. That. But for this show, I guess I should say you can visit our website, which is travelingwiththemouse.com. You, you can also email us podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. And we can find us on social media, on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, those are all at TWTM Podcast. And we have a uh, Spreadshirt store. Graphs are a ride. Rafts are a ride. <laughs> right. Yes, you can get your Rafts are a ride merchandise. 
as well as other TWTM merchandise. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. And I have been falling down a little bit on the YouTube channel lately, but hopefully I'll have some new content soon. I also hope to get some some good material up there and that I want to scan some of these photos that I have of the first year of Disney World and my first trip, and maybe I'll put some content up. We can talk about it on an upcoming show. There you go. Yeah. So look forward to all those things and more on our upcoming episodes. So for John, Adam, that's me, and Jason, I think I got all that backwards. We've had a week off, so a little rusty. This has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we will see you on our next trip. Rusty is also part of this podcast. Who's Rusty? <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, we took a, Rusty Rivets. We took a year off this last week. Yeah, it seems like it. it. I mean, God, last week was oh, anything happened last man. week? It was a pretty long mm. week. <laughs>